This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast, and I am excited today because I have an author who uh, I'm going to interview to share your work, to share her work with all of you. And I'm excited, of course, to meet someone new and to share that person with you. So let me introduce to you Kelly Guest. Kelly is a youth minister and a blogger at catholicmom.com and at her own website, none, the number two, nine.com. Previously, she was a Dominican sister at St. Cecilia Convent in Nashville. She was an education coordinator for a Catholic charities program for pregnant teens, a middle school teacher, and a director of religious education. Her most challenging and rewarding calling, though, is as a wife and mother to 10 children. Welcome, Kelly. Well, thank you so much for having me, Diana. So you went from being a nun, a Dominican nun, to being a mom to 10, and a wife, of course. It's always, it's always good. <laughs> To be a wife and then a mom. Um, and that's probably a huge story in and of itself. Do you have like a quick, quick story of how that happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I real quickly, I guess in high school, I wanted to be a sister. And so along with looking at colleges, I looked at convent and ended up with the Dominican sisters um, for five years. We had temporary vows. When they were up, I um, came home. I, I, I just felt that um, it was not a calling. Actually, I thought it was Satan tempting me, but Mother um, General actually um, assured me that it was God's will that I go home. So I went home, and only about three weeks later did I meet my husband, but we didn't marry for three years later. Wow. wow. We, we started our family right away. That was not our plan. That was God's plan, though. And um, we, we have 10 children. I, I miscarried my 10th though. So um, Thomas Gabriel is now in heaven where I hope the others will one day be. So I have nine here on earth that um, uh, we're trying to guide to heaven, um, my homeschool until high school. And most of my children now are, uh, I have uh, four that have graduated from college and three that are in high school and one I still homeschool. And you found time to write a book. I know it's crazy, isn't it? I, I always wanted to write this book. And I always, now it's not the time, but I was reading the saint stories myself and I would take some notes down because I said, one day I'm going to write this book. And Catholic mom editor, Barb, she sent out an email saying our Sunday visitor is looking for some book ideas. And I said, I don't know. At that time, I was still homeschooling. Well, I had five at that time um, that I was homeschooling and knew that one would go off to high school. I was like, well, that, that'll be just four that I have to homeschool. Um, and I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to send it in, my book idea, into them. And if it's God's will, I'll get the contract. And if not, that's okay. It'll happen later. And so I sent it in. And yes, they responded enthusiastically. And now I said, oh, no, now I need to write the book. <laughs> so, but I, I found the time. The kids were great. My homeschool children actually helped me find the fast facts that are at the beginning of each chapter. That was part of their religion um, every day. So um, yeah, we, we got it done by the wow. grace of God. So that's very exciting that that's how, you know, it's interesting to me always how 
things work out, right? That you, you find a little, you know, something you do, you write for Catholic mom. I also write for Catholic mom. Um, and you, you learn about opportunities, right? Because it's, we really work as moms, I think, not work, work's not the right word. We like to support each other and we like to promote each other. Um, and we know what each other is good at. And so we're like, hey, yeah, you can do this. And I think that is so great that as moms, not only are we supportive of, of course, that we're trying to raise our children as Catholic in the faith, but that we support each other, right? Yes. Um, and so all of the saints, I think that's so fun that you actually had your children do the fast facts for the, um, the front of the, you know, the beginnings part of each saint. Um, how did you decide on the saints that you chose? Yeah, actually, that was really difficult. Um, altogether, I had 45 saints and our Sunday visitor asked me to narrow it down to 25 and so, in all honesty, I, I could take out a couple that weren't as strong. I didn't know about them as mothers so much. So a couple of them came out, but I still needed a good seven. And so basically I went around to my children and my husband and said, pick a number, pick a number, pick a number. And um, my husband actually picked St. Helen. And I was like, no, we can't take out St. Helen. Pick another number. So um, th that's how, how I came up with the 25 that are in the book. But in general, when I first became a mom, especially around number three, because then the kids outnumber you, right? right. And <laughs> I was very organized with the first two and with the third when everything fell apart. I was no longer able to keep control like I did before, especially because my third child, my first daughter, very strong-willed young lady. Um, so it was hard. It was just hard. And a lot of times I went to bed feeling like I wasn't doing this right. And then I remembered in the convent, we always had spiritual reading every day for a half hour before Vespers, evening prayers. And I loved reading biographies of the saints and found a lot of encouragement and inspiration. And so I thought, you know, I need to find some saints who are moms to inspire me, to encourage me to keep going, to see what they were doing. How did they survive? How did they become moms doing this? So I just started what, wherever I could find them, biographies or just even little things online, um, moms who were saints and started reading up on them. And then, like I said, after doing this, uh, reading a couple biographies, I thought, you know what, I should take notes. And one day I will write a book of all mom saints, because I'm sure there are other mothers out there like me who could use some inspiration and encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. You know, being a mom, it's a wonderful, wonderful vocation, but it's also, it's a, it's work, it's work. And it doesn't really ever end. My children are well past college age. I'm, I'm a grandmother. Um, and so, but it doesn't end because then they, they have children and then you think you, and you, you worry you about the grandchildren and it just, it doesn't really, my mom says she still worries about all of us and we're way past college age, right? <laughs> And, and I still call my mother almost every day, you know, and oftentimes, I mean, many times it's just to catch up and see how she's doing today. But a lot of times it's also advice or to share a worry or share a concern or to gripe a little bit. So yeah, I still depend a lot on my mother 50 years later. Yeah. You know? So, and then, you know, all of the saints. So this is the beauty of Catholicism, right? We have so many people who have done this before we've done it. 
and they can give us some strength and some inspiration. So I think it is funny though, how you like, how you had to edit down, right? Publishers, maybe there'll be a book, a volume two, and you can include all the people yeah. who didn't include the first time. There you go. That would be wonderful. That could be another proposal, right? Um, so I love, I love, I looked through the list and there are some people that I'm like, oh yeah, I know these folks. And then there are others I thought, I have no idea who this person is. And so I did, I looked at a couple that I didn't know, which I always think is more interesting in a way than to look at the people you do know, right? Um, yes. And you have, well, the most important of all, the Blessed Mother. And then you go all the way down is your newest saint, I'm going to take a guess that it's St. John Amola. St. John Amola. St. John. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So I'm Italian. So we don't, uh, we don't call her Gianna. We call her Gianna. Um, oh. Sorry. John. I'm, that's no, just, that's great that's, to know. No, well, in English, everybody always says Gianna, but I, I can't, like, it hurts me. Can't do it. Huh? It's one of those things, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, mm. anyway, so I've read her story and I love her story. Um, love, love her story. She's amazing, an amazing woman. Um, and of course she's Italian. So I, of course I doubly love her then right now. <laughs> that's not, that's not right. Uh, that's not true. That's not why I like her, but just an interesting story. So of these 25 women, who was the most inspiring or encouraging to you? So um, I think, and, and many people know St. Zelie Martin, and, and I'll tell you why, because believe it or not, St. Zelie worried about St. Therese and her older sister, Leonie. Um, we know a lot about St. Um, Zelie because she wrote letters, you know, before television, before uh, telephones. So she emails. wrote a lot. <laughs> emails, exactly. So she wrote a lot to her brother and to her eldest daughter who's in the convent. So we have a lot of her letters. Um, and in her letter, she often would state her concern about Therese's uh, strong will or Leonie's constant tantrums that she would have. And she's like, what is the Lord to do with these, these girls? I can so relate to that. Like I said, my daughter was strong-willed too. And the thing is, in the end, through all the mother's concerns and her prayers for her daughters, St. Therese is a saint, obviously, and a doctor of the church. And Leonie's cause for canonization is up now too. She's a servant of God. So here are these two girls that gave her the most worries um, have become saints or are on their way to becoming a saint in the church. And it's a great encouragement to me. I think there's also a slight, as I'm listening to you, a slight irony in that, right? Because it really makes the point that as much as we love our children, and we do, and as much as we are concerned about them, God really does got this. He's got this. He's got them. He has them in the palm of his hand and he has a plan for them. And so part of that is about letting go and surrendering some of that worry. Yes, um, I've, I've, absolutely. Yeah. I've heard some of um, St. Zelie's letters and I, I remember chuckling through some of them when she recounts this, you know, these tantrums that now St. Therese is having as a child. And I thought, oh my goodness, talk about a handful, right? Yes, but, absolutely. And then again, that also reminds me, as I'm sure it does you, that God uses everyone. Yeah. He doesn't have parameters or limits like, you know, we do. Like, 
what type of person would become a saint? And you have that thing in your mind, right, of how the saint should look and talk and act. And then you find out they drove their mom crazy, just like some of our kids drive us. A <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's learning to just trust God and know that um, he needs strong-willed saints. Uh, it's just a matter of trying to direct our children's strong will towards God, but ultimately trusting that the Holy Spirit will, as long as we keep praying for them, the Holy Spirit is happy to answer that prayer. Very, very true. Very, very true. All those middle of the night rosaries, they all come to fruition and have purpose at some point. They really do. Um, and so which which saint was the most challenging uh -huh. to write about? So, um, well, the Blessed Mother it was the most challenging to write about because, first of all, um, there's been so much written about her. Mm. And so much of it is much more um, lofty than anything I could write. And in, as a matter of fact, um, my first attempt on writing a chapter about her came back from the editor saying, I didn't really learn anything new. Try again. <laughs> so uh, what you read really is my second attempt to write about the Blessed Mother. Um, so I guess... She was the one that I was most worried about writing because how do you do the Blessed Mother justice? And how do I compete with a Scott Hahn or, you know, any one of the great saints who have written about the Blessed Mother? And it finally was like Our Lady said, you know what, just keep it simple. It's like I always said, she kind of um, gave me a little kiss, you know, keep it simple, silly, and, and just take a deep breath and write what it is that you admire about me most. And what I admire most about Our Lady is that she, she had this great encounter with a angel and then he disappeared and everything yeah. was kind of normal, you know? I mean, like, and she lived a very ordinary life, so ordinary that we really don't know much about it, you know? I mean, Jesus, we know that he was born. We know he was lost in the temple at 12, and then we don't know anything in 12. And why is that? Because it was boring. <laughs> you know, they did the everyday things that we do. They got up, they did chores, she fixed dinner, she fixed lunch, she cleaned house. And that's what we do. But because Our Lady did it first, it's sanctified. And so now when I clean my house when i change a dirty diaper when i fix meals for my family it can make me holy if i like mary do it for jesus for love of my family just like mary did and i think that's the most inspiring thing to me about our lady and the thing that i'm most grateful to her for is that she took ordinary things and made them holy by doing them for jesus by doing them for her family and so now i know that if i do these ordinary everyday things for Jesus, for my family, um, those things can become holy and help me be sanctified too. That That is so beautiful and it is so true. And it's true, like you write and you think, oh my gosh, I don't sound like so-and-so or it's not this high th <laughs> theological treatise. But you know what? This book is written for moms, right? Yes, absolutely. And as much as they may want to learn and love to learn, they probably don't have a lot of time to read high theological treatise about <laughs> anyone because they have to go and take care of the boring tasks, like you just said, right? That is how, though, we make every day holy, we make our lives holy, we make our homes holy by doing them with love. 
And the Blessed Mother is a beautiful, a beautiful example. But so are the other 24 women that you chose here. Um, some had beautiful, lovely marriages. Some did not. Uh, wide range. Um, some lived a very long time ago. And some actually lived in, you know, contemporary times. Um, so I like the range. A uh, couple of other things I, I really like. So two things. One is um, that you kept each chapter very short, readable and relatable. My favorite things, right? And the prayer at the end, I thought was really nice. Just a way to direct the person who's reading this, you know, direct their thoughts and give them a little lift. You know, a little lift because I think sometimes moms need a lift and they don't always get it. And I think this book provides that, that little, that little extra, you know, it says you can do it. It's not always going to be easy, right? It's not always butterflies and rainbows, but you can do it. Um, You you just made my heart so very happy because that's exactly why I wrote the book. I, I want it to be able to give moms that encouragement, that inspiration they need to get through the everyday. I call it joyful monotony of life. Um, and, and, and to, yeah, definitely give them that lift and let them know, you know what, there are saints out there that have been there, done that and survived and not only survived, but thrived and, and we can too. And they, they became saints, right? You know, not, not in spite of their children, but because I think again, that's something we forget that our ordinary life is holy. It's holy when we do whatever task God has asked us to do, then we're being holy. That's why I think it's interesting when you talked about how you were in the convent for a while and then you realized you discerned that that wasn't where you were supposed to be. And then three weeks later, you meet your husband. Yes. I mean, come on now, right? (laughs) No, I know. Does that like God is faithful when, when we're obedient it's so much easier for him to work. I think about that sometimes. And I think about that with, with your children, right? Like, what do we say to our kids all the time? If you would do what I ask you to do, life would be so much easier, right? Yes. And then I think, well, wait, do I, does God ask me to do things and what do I do? Hmm. Okay, then. (laughs) But I think these women in the book are such an example of faith encourage. Um, I really love St. Rita of Kasha's story. She suffered greatly. I'm not going to tell the story. You guys need to, those of you who are listening, you need to find her story, St. Rita. She's the patron saint of troubled marriages for a very good, well, for an appropriate reason. It's not a good reason. It's never a good reason. Um, But lots of great saints in here. Um, I think, so it's funny my my favorite saints are usually not married for some reason. I, I'm not sure, or and don't have children. I'm not sure why. But looking at this list, I would say that my favorite is Saint John Amola, only because she's she lived in a time very similar to ours, right? You know, she was a doctor, she was a mom, and amazing witness to the sanctity of life uh, with her daughter. Um, yeah, and, and the fact that her namesake daughter, for whom she gave up her life, 
Uh, I, I love the fact that I found out that she became a doctor also, but a geriatric doc- doctor. And yes. I thought, how appropriate, because here's St. Gianna or John. How do you say it in Italian? Gianna. Gianna. She yeah. um, loved the, the babies. She was a pediatric doctor, right? So children. So from the beginning until the end, the sanctity of life, that both mother and daughter. And, yeah. and she will say um, that I am here today because I was greatly loved. Because I think a lot of people have a hard time with the idea that the mother was willing to die and leave her husband with these children to be raised by himself. And I know a lot of women have come to me like, how could she make that decision? Right. Well, it shows her great trust in God and her husband. And, uh, right. and, right. and her daughter, whose life she gave up for her daughter, actually um, carried on her tradition of being a doctor and caring for life uh, all the way up to the very end. Yeah, yeah. It is very, it's, again, it's like, if, if you give, if you give God what he's asking you to give, if you surrender, he makes the package perfect. What he gives you back is just perfection and beyond anything we can ever think of. Um, and I, I'm going to, you know, I didn't read all the, about all the saints that are in your book, but that's really what it comes down to is that all of these women gave God their best and now they're either saints or on their way to sainthood, um, doing it the same way that you and I do it, right? You know, changing dirty diapers and laundry and cooking and cleaning and whatever else being a mom entails today. <laughs> you know, every day right. is different, right? <laughs> so, um, all right. So the book is published by Our Sunday Visitor, and I will drop some links in the show notes. Um, Thank you to where you can purchase the book if you're interested. And I, I think it's a great book. If you need a, mo- a, a book for a new mom, or I'm going to say seasoned mom, I think either end of the, uh, I was going to say of the line, either end, I've lost my words. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All moms would enjoy this book. Yes. Even grandmoms. Cause I got, you know, of course, St. Anne in there and St. Ludmilla. Um, I mean, like we said earlier to begin the conversation, your, your job as a mom is never really done. And I think the blessed mother again is a great example of that. I mean, here she is in heaven and yet she's still um, every once in a while has to come down to earth and, and kind of set us straight and remind us of what we're supposed to be doing. So a mama's job is never done. So I think any spectrum of motherhood, even if you're considering the vocation of motherhood, saintly moms is, is a great book for, for any woman or really anybody who enjoys the lives of saints. And, and yes. th- those chapters are real short because I, I recognize since I've gone through it myself, you just don't have time to read too much when you're a mom, you know, like maybe during nap time, um, you might have five or 10 minutes before bedtime before you actually fall asleep yourself. So I try to keep them short. Um, and like you said, end with a prayer to, to give encouragement to the moms. So uh, that's my hope. My hope is that I inspire other moms to sainthood, to be saintly themselves. Right, because we are all part and called to be part of the communion of saints. We're all called to be saints. Um, we may not become a named saint with her own special day on the calendar, <laughs> but a saint nonetheless in heaven. Right. So, uh, all right. So I like to leave my guests, not my guests, my mm-hmm. listeners with a not lukewarm challenge. 
So we talked a little bit about one. So you want to share with everyone our thought for this week? Yes. So um, one thing that all these moms had in common, because I was thinking about that, I was writing, like, what is the thing that they all had in common that made them saints or helped them become saints? And that is their prayer life. All of them made time to spend with our Lord. And so I guess that's my challenge for everyone listening, that uh, you make the time to pray. So if you're not already in that habit, um, figure out what part of your day works best for you to just put yourself on time out and, and talk to God and let him talk to you. If you already do that, then try to either lengthen that time by a little bit or find another time, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon, you can sneak away and do Divine Mercy Chaplet or at bed instead of turning on the TV and winding down, maybe um, spend a couple minute, moments in prayer, going over your day with the Lord and thanking him for the wonderful things that he has given you. But um, all these moms made sure that they had time to commune with God, to talk with him, to pray. So, Yeah, I think that is really important. It is definitely something that I wished, I wish I had known when I was a, a, a new mom. I didn't, um, you know, so it wasn't awful, but it could have been, I think, a little bit, a little bit easier, a little bit better um, if I'd really done that from, from the beginning when I had my, when I had my babies. Um, where else can people find you besides in this great book, uh, Saintly Moms from Our Sunday Visitor? So, um, of course, I'm at CatholicMom.com, blogging there. And then I have recently put up my own website. So that's Nun and UN, the number two, and then nine, N-I-N-E, NunToNine.com. Um, yeah, that, that's probably the two best places. Um, I have Facebook page, Kelly Guess, and I'm at NunToNine, both on Twitter and Instagram. Very good. Very, very good. All right. So, Kelly, thank you so very much for being with us here today. And I hope all of you will certainly check out Kelly's work online and take a look at the book. And, you know, Christmas is coming soon. I hate to say that I don't want to freak people out. But if you need gifts, books make the best gifts. Of course, I would say that. But anyway, I think so. Don't you think so? I do. I do. I really do. Especially for your kids. But um, yes, moms can use a break and get a little book like mine. It would be a great thing. Very good. Very good. All right. Thank you all very much. And I look forward to seeing you back here again next week for the next episode of the Not Lukewarm podcast. Have a great week, everyone. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.